Good morning on this fifth Sunday in Lent, Passion Sunday. This morning we'll be using the Praying in a Pandemic uh, prayer booklet. Uh, If you haven't got a hard copy of one of those, you can go to our website www.beneficeofhamdenpark.co.uk forward slash coronavirus and you can download a copy. We come from scattered lives to meet with God. Let us recognise God's presence with us now. As God's people, we have gathered. Let us worship God now together. Across the miles, yet joined. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in us the fire of your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the light of Jesus, let us examine ourselves and confess our sins. Father, we have sinned against heaven and against you. We are not worthy to be called your children. We turn to you again, have mercy on us. Bring us back to yourself as those who once were dead, but now have life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May the Father forgive us by the death of the Son, and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all our days. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I'd been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people Israel. 
and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Response to the psalm. With the Lord there is mercy and plenteous redemption. Out of the depths have I called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears consider well the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, were to note what is done amiss, O Lord, who could stand? For there is forgiveness with you. Therefore you shall be feared. With the Lord there is mercy and plenteous redemption. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits for him. In his word is my hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than the night watch for the morning, more than the night watch for the morning. With the Lord there is mercy and plenteous redemption. O Israel, wait for the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. With him there is plenteous redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all their sins. With the Lord there is mercy and plenteous redemption. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed it cannot, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also, through his Spirit that dwells in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. A certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. Those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. 
After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So he took away the stone, and Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just a few thoughts on our Gospel reading this morning. This very long passage which is a uh, one of those stories that 
we all remember from the New Testament because it is so unusual. It is not really from the realm of our experience, our daily lived lives. Loved ones of ours that die do not get up and walk about here on earth. There are a few points in here that I found interesting. The first point that I think is quite important to this story is that Jesus, at the beginning, clearly tells the disciples what is happening. He tells them that Lazarus has died. And yet when he gets there, to the grave, and he speaks to Mary and to Martha, at the point that they go to the tomb, Jesus says, where have you laid him? And the sisters say to him, Lord, come and see. And the very next verse is the shortest verse in the Bible in the English language. Jesus began to weep. In the authorised version, Jesus wept, which is why it's called the shortest verse. Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus, and yet he'd already told the disciples that Lazarus had died. He'd already stayed two days extra away when he could have gone and healed Lazarus there and then. But he didn't because he needed to do this to glorify God in his actions. When Jesus gets to the tomb, what he knew intellectually he feels in his heart. It is that humanity which we share with Jesus that is the, the real heart of this story. Because when we intellectually know something, we don't always feel it in our hearts. When we're told that somebody that we love has died, we know what that means in our head. We know. And yet, our heart takes a while to catch up. And it's often not until the funeral, going to the place of resting, to the graveside or to the crematorium, in which suddenly it is made very, very, very real. That difference between knowing in our heads and knowing in our hearts. And Jesus weeps sincerely for Lazarus. The Jews who said, see how he loved him, got it right. Because although Jesus knew that he had to stay away for two days and that Lazarus had to die in order that he may be raised as a sign of God's power, it still hurt. It wasn't easy. Even though Jesus knew that he would be late raising Lazarus back again from the dead, it hurt to see him and know that he was dead in the tomb. And when they get to that grave, we have a echo of Easter. 
Verse 38. Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. We have the tomb of the, the cave, which was a common way of burying people in that region at that time. To lay them out in the cave, to roll a stone in front of the cave so that wild animals couldn't desecrate the body. Grave robbers couldn't desecrate the grave. The difference here, that when they arrive at the tomb, there is a dead man inside. There is a foul stench emanating from the grave. Whereas at the tomb of Jesus, there is no dead man to be found. Jesus is risen. And there's something again about knowing something intellectually and knowing it in one's heart. Before they got to the tomb, Jesus had had a conversation with Martha. And she said that she believed in Jesus. She trusted in him. She trusted that he was the resurrection and the life. She trusted that those who believe in Jesus, even though they die, will live. And that everyone who lives and believes in Jesus will never die. She affirmed her belief and her trust in Jesus' message. And yet when they arrive at the grave, it is Martha who objects when Jesus says, take away the stone. In her head, she knows that she believes and trusts in Jesus' message of resurrection. And yet the reality of death is there. She can smell it. And Jesus responds, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And it's when they roll that stone away. Jesus prays to the Father, and Lazarus rises and walks out of the tomb, still bound in his grave clothes, that Martha and Mary and the others who were gathered there knew in their hearts what they knew in their head, that connection was made between intellect and between our emotions between mind and soul I think this is important because we week after week affirm our faith in church we receive the sacraments I think at a time like this the knowing that we trust intellectually in God and believing in our hearts suddenly collide. When we can't go to church and worship in our usual way, when everything has been upended, it is there that we see the grace and power and love of God in the fragments 
where we're forced to meet in our hearts what we intellectually believe in our minds. And that is one great spiritual opportunity that we have at this time of crisis. When everything that we have taken for granted has been swept away. When our freedom to worship in our buildings has been restricted. We are forced to face up to what we believe about the world, about what we believe about God. It's a time for our relationship with Jesus to be tested. Because we can't worship in our buildings, does that mean that we no longer have faith in the Lord? Of course it doesn't. We've been given this opportunity to draw deeper and closer in relationship with God. We've been given this opportunity to receive the Spirit in our hearts. So let us open our hearts that we may receive the Lord and know fully in our hearts we know fully in our mind that Jesus is Lord and that through his death and resurrection we indeed will be raised to eternal life. That through his death and resurrection we have hope. That his light shines in the darkness of this world. That we can carry that light to those who are in despair and cannot see. And so this week, be the light of Christ to others. And though we can't physically meet one another, though we can't physically help one another, we can be there on the phone, we can be there in prayer. Open your heart to God. Amen. We affirm our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Though he was divine, he did not cling to equality with God, but made himself nothing. Taking the form of a slave, he was born in human likeness. He humbled himself and was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has raised him on high and given him the name above every name. That is the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. We intercede for others in the quiet of our hearts. Lord, meet us in the silence and hear our prayer. So we conclude our time of prayer with the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Faithful God, may we who share in this time of worship glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, our salvation and hope, who reigns as Lord now and forever. Fill us, good Lord, with your spirit of love, and as you have fed us with your presence, so make us one in heart and mind. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> 